how are they complying? Come on, tell, right. us, tell us about Apple's compliance. All right. So new frameworks to let you install third-party app stores, new browser engines. So the, the one thing that you may or may not be aware of is that there are alternate browsers on the iPhone. You can install Chrome, but it's not actually Chrome like it is on a computer. Mm. It's still functionally using Safari. So WebKit. WebKit, which is Safari's engine. So they're letting you actually run Chrome properly on that. But there's a few things. The first one is that you still need to go through an Apple review, yeah, which they call a notarization. It's kind of like a lower threshold review than if you went through the App Store. So they're not pouring over everything with a fine-tooth comb, but they're still reviewing your app to make sure that it doesn't have malware or whatever on it. Yeah, But is obviously a way to, for Apple to exert a bit of control over to that. App installation sheets, which we talked about a little bit last week. So if you download something, you still get a native iOS pop-up, which shows you like screenshots of the app and then like what it does, mm. you know, the company it's from, and potentially a big nasty warning that if you download this app, we don't know, maybe yeah, you'll die. You're in God's hands. Maybe, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll instantly die. Yeah. There's still a bunch of malware protection so they can say that your app's not allowed because it's got malware. Again, mm. that's probably fine. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, ad tracking and stuff can very easily fall into that category. So, you know. Yeah, totally. Like there, there is some shit there with like a malware about kind of calling back and replacing words and whatnot. Anyway. Yeah. And part of this as well, there's a reduced commission. So we talked about last week, there's a 30% cut. Um, it goes down to 10% for most developers or 17% for like digital goods and digital services. So a lower cut. Mm-hmm. But... And here's the core thing. If you agree to this sort of arrangement and say, I'm no longer going through, because if you stick with the app store, you can stick with the Nothing exact- changes. Nothing changes. Same agreement as always. You pay the 30%. Apple handles everything. Apple handles everything. Same, same shit. You're it's, advertising No problem. This is only if you actually do it and go ahead with this. You still have to pay Apple what they call a core technology fee, which is 50 cents on each annual install over a year, over a million downloads. So mm. the first million downloads is free, but after you hit a million downloads, and this comes back to what you were talking about last week, where despite all this, you still have to do audits and reporting and all this sort of stuff mm. to Apple. Even though you're technically allowed to install on your phone, you're open and free, you still got to involve Apple. You got to pay them 50 cents for the first annual install over a million threshold. That doesn't just include downloading that, but also updating it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a new version of your app equals another 50 cents. Another 50 cents for each install. Each time a user installs annually, you'll pay Apple 50 cents. And let, think about the App Store. Let's go back a bit before we start talking about this. The App Store on iPhones, I think, fundamentally changed the business model around software. Yep. Like the freemium model was far less prolific before the App Store. This idea that you downloaded a software for free. There were demos often, usually like timed and whatever. But that idea of like, Downloading something for free and then paying for it if you liked it, it, it proliferated with the App Store massively. Now Apple is saying that whole thing, you know, that whole paradigm that's that we invented 15 years ago, yeah, that business model doesn't exist anymore in this context. In if you want to use a third-party uh, marketplace, every single user who downloads your app, you owe us 50 cents. So, like, as far as the business is concerned, they're not free users. You have to pay for every single yeah. one of them. You may recall, if you're a loyal downround listener, this is sounding a lot like the Unity pay for install yeah. model. And it is quite a lot like that. Yes, there's, like, a higher threshold. Yeah. Except that Unity wanted to make money off this, whereas Apple is just using it as, like... As a cudgel, basically. As, as a reason like, to not take this. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you're Facebook, for example, which has something like 400 million users, at least just to Facebook in Europe, let alone WhatsApp 
Instagram threads. <laughs> threads? Who knows? Threads. Think, like, you cannot be paying Apple 50 cents, <laughs> cents ever. A year, per year per the user, year. like just literally paying Apple a billion dollars. So, and because realistically, like the people who would want to take advantage of alternative app stores are the, are the big companies. It's Google, it's Facebook. It's the big companies that can afford the infrastructure and it makes a meaningful difference to their bottom line. Yeah. No, and also actually have the power to like convert users to actually download a friggin' third-party app slash marketplace, it's, whatever. Yeah, it's pretty clear Apple have made the calculation, which is not wrong, which is that the only companies that really care about this are, as you say, the gigantic companies that have hundreds of millions of users. If you're listening to this, did you know there's another world out there where you get a second episode of Downround a week? Yep, it's called Downround Premium. That's right, and there's no interruptions. No interruptions, no ads, two episodes a week, including the free one you're getting right now, plus another one. Yep, seven bucks a month, not a week, a month, downround.net. Downround.net, instant access to the whole back catalogue as well. You've got so much to catch up on. There's so much. Get around it. Mmm. (laughs) 